Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Bursting the Bubble podcast. My name is Pramit, joined by Andy and Ishis. No Rohit today, unfortunately. He's out backpacking in like the Himalayas or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, he'll be back at some point, but uh, you're stuck with the three of us for now. Uh, and today we got a fun episode. We're going to be going over the top 10 running backs in real life versus uh, top 10 fantasy running backs. Uh, so it should be a good one. This is like just fun for us to talk about because we love fantasy mm-hmm. and it's great to compare these players at the top. Yeah, uh, a couple days before the season starts. So I know, man. Two days, three days. I don't even. Yeah. Like two days. days. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Oh, yeah. my God. I'm so hyped, it's, dude. I'm so hyped, dude. I'm so NBA, hyped. The NBA playoffs and NFL together at the same time uh, rip my grades. Dude, it's over. It's a good thing I don't even have school yet. So, yeah, this, yeah. Is, yeah. this is what it's all about. We we're really worried this might not happen, but the day is finally here. So. Yes. Uh, yes. It looks like it looks like everything's okay. So I, I really hope nothing. No one, no one contracts the virus in yes. the next three days, or yeah. I will be very sad. You got to keep praying, dude. If it, if it if it gets canceled, like within these three days, I actually might I might do something drastic, dude. I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's hop into this uh, these top 10 running backs though so like our wide receivers episode we're going to talk about the top 10 uh, running backs in real life uh, and compare that list to uh, our top 10 fantasy running backs so all three of us have a top 10 list that we've created for each and we'll just go through the compiled top 10 that we get from those lists uh, so we'll start with real life as as we did with the wide receivers our number one consensus real life running back is none other than Saquon Barkley the man with the massive quads, massive legs, just one of the best running backs I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, um, his generational talent, um, probably the most talked of rookie I've seen in a long, long time. Uh, and and he kind of showed it his rookie year. You know, um, uh, he wasn't doing much his first game. I think it was against the Eagles. Uh, and then he just broke out into one of his yeah. classic fifty-yard highlight yeah. reel touchdowns. And like he continued that for the rest of the season, and you know he struggled a little bit last year, and I, I think that's partially due to the fact that he was injured for a good portion of the year. Um, but now fully healthy, uh, best dual threat running back? Question mark. Uh, nah, maybe the next person. Yeah. No, nah, next person. But I mean, um, when you yeah. think of like the best runner in the league uh, in terms of a mixture of power and agility. I think it's Saquon. Like, there's that highlight of him straight stiff arming the guy on the Lions into the ground last year, and then you'll see a whole bunch of highlights of him like hurtling over defenders or just completely breaking someone's ankles in the open field. Uh, he's it's insane, like how good this guy is in the open field and just as a pure runner. And uh, I mean, that was reflected in his draft, right? He was taken number two overall. He was like the most highly touted running back prospect since Barry Sanders. So uh, this he's can't miss he's such a good running back yeah i mean when you think of your prototype of a running back he literally is a rope like you would build your prototype yeah, what, what more do you need what more do you yeah. need in I a mean, running he's back got, he's got the size he's got the speed he's got the athleticism he can catch he can do it all yeah um i mean one thing that we always talk about running backs is how much the office in line affects these players so we can look at other running backs and be say you know their office line is great uh that might directly impact how well they're doing so far but with Saquon, his offensive line has been pretty terrible for the two years that he's been there, and yet he's turning this offensive line with the offensive line that he's given. He's turning it into you know 
2,000 yard seasons like his rookie year. So, I mean, yeah. that's pretty ridiculous it's, uh, in itself. Yeah. It, it seems like there's games where he'll be, this offensive line does him no favors, right? He'll be stuffed for so much of the game. Uh, but then he'll just bust out a huge run. Like, it all feels like, especially his rookie year, it felt like every single game he would have at least one huge play that he would just uh, break the like break the, the main line of scrimmage and just go for 50 yards or something. Uh, he has such, like, probably the, the most big playability out of every running back on this list, I think. Yeah, yeah definitely. Combining his, like, explosiveness, uh, change of speed ability, like, or sorry, change of pace ability, um, I think that's unrivaled with any other running back. And uh, as far as, like, the big playability, or sorry, like, the, the highlight reel um, play every single game, I feel like that also kind of matches up with the scouting report coming out of college. Like, um, uh, like you would always see those highlight reel, um, 50, 60 yard touchdowns every single, every single Saturday, uh, when he was at Penn state. And, um, apparently like, you know, the rest of his runs weren't so hot. Like he would, uh, on, like if you removed all those big yards, then you would only have like two, two and a half yard gains. Um, but you know, the reason why he, he was drafted so highly touted was because of those big runs. Like, you have three people just screaming at him, and then he, like, jukes past another guy, just completely stops dead and just accelerates real quick. Like, yeah, man, this, this guy's fun it's, to watch. It's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, me and Andy had him at number one. He just had him at number two. Uh, so before we move on to our next, do you guys want to say anything else about Saquon? I mean, he's. We'll talk more about him in the fantasy list. Um, but he's all around a great receiver, great runner, great blocker too. Like he's just big. Yeah, I think a play a good player comparison to basketball would probably be LeBron James. I mean, when you think of just <laughs> athleticism, it's, it's, it's like a young LeBron, right? Obviously. Yeah, I mean, when you think about athleticism and just when you think of the prototype of having speed, strength, size, um, yeah. ability to juke out players, it, you know, it always takes like two to three defenders to take him down. So I mean, yeah, um, he's definitely. He's definitely like you can't argue putting him at number one. Yeah, always uh, finding a way to 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 bring in LeBron, huh? <laughs> you have to do this. You must. You must. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, let's move on to number two then. Number two is Christian McCaffrey, Panthers running back. Uh, me and Andy had him at number two. He no, no, no. Hold on. Not not Panthers running back. Panthers offense. Panthers offense. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey put the team on his back last year. Um, obviously they didn't get too many wins, but like. I feel like the only reason they got any wins is because of Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he's he's a smaller guy, and you just don't really expect him to be as durable as he was last year because he's not the biggest dude, but he never gets hurt, which is something that uh, Saquon, he got hurt last year. So this is a plus in, in McCaffrey's uh, region. He has been extremely durable. Uh, he played like 97% of the snaps last year, right? Um, yeah. And yeah he, yeah so, something crazy offense. yeah he's a he's a good he's obviously like a really good runner um he I, I, he's not on saquon level but he's an excellent runner but i think what separates him from the rest of the field is his receiving ability yeah and i also think his agility as well i i think that goes um maybe not not so there's not as much attention to his agility but like his his open field awareness and things like that yeah and definitely like being able to catch screens, basically become a wide receiver whenever Carolina needs to. Um, yeah, he, he's definitely the best dual threat running back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember like last year, um, people had high hopes for Christian McCaffrey, but I just thought with that frame, how can someone do this so consistently? 
But every week, you know, 20, 20 to 30 carries, I mean, 10 receptions, that was going on week by week. And I was just thinking, eventually he's going to get injured, right? But no, he just keeps on doing this day in, day out. Yeah. So, I mean, and we talked about Saquon being all-around running back. Uh, but I think Chris McCaffrey as well can do it pretty much all. He can do, he can catch, he can run through the tackles, he can run up the middle. So, I mean, he's also, I think Saquon and C-Mac are those prototypical, you know, do-it-all running backs that are so coded in the league today. Yeah, I, I think CMC just separates from his receiving ability and his volume. Uh, like you said, he just 20 to 30 carries a game and then like 10 catches, same same game. Uh, I think the fact that the team relied on one player so consistently and the fact that that one player was able to deliver the entire season is like, I've, I've never seen that before. Uh, I think it also comes from the fact that like most of the time a, a team doesn't rely on one player like that. Yeah, um, I mean, he did have... Uh, well, the 1,000 1, receiving yeah, yards and exactly. 1,000 rushing yards, which is insane for a running back. I mean, wide receivers are lucky enough to have 1,000 receiving yards, but he had that himself as a running back. So, yeah. it's 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 insane. I I wonder if um, like if someone if if Saquon was in in CMC's role on the Panthers, do you think we would be? Uh, do you think he would have the same success as CMC has? Uh, it's tough. I mean, like you're asking Saquon to. I mean, that's like like what he did last season was pretty ridiculous. Like that's yeah, I know that's definitely that's not insane. Task. It's insane. So, um, I mean, because we saw Saquon get hurt last year. Um, yeah, exactly. And CMC did like with in, insane volume was able to stay healthy the whole season. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't I don't think uh, Saquon necessarily would have been able to replicate this sort of production. Um, I, I think that's mainly due to the fact that he w- wouldn't be able to stay healthy the entire season, yeah. as we kind of saw last season. Um, and I think that honestly, durability might be a skill, or like not so so much a skill, but like um, you work you work very hard towards maintaining your body. And I don't think that should be overlooked in terms yeah, of for sure. how how Christian McCaffrey is able to um, keep up with the production he does. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe Saquon should hit up uh, CMC's trainers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we saw last year, like uh, before the season started, like there were pictures of him coming out of training camp. And he looked just hella yoked. Like he looked so yeah. good compared to last yeah. season. Um, yeah, I mean, I, he clearly puts a lot of work into making sure that he's in good shape and going to be able to stay healthy. So you can't take that away from him. And it obviously leads to him being the most dependable running back in the league. Yeah, I mean, you would think with someone his size that he would try to, like, avoid tackles and try to keep himself from getting hurt. But every time this guy touches the ball, he goes straight head on with the defenders. Dude, this yeah. dude you know, is strong, him. man. This Hell dude yeah. is yeah. so strong. So, I mean, that's pretty remarkable, doing that consistently without, like, giving two shits about, like, his health. <laughs> I mean, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, I was, no, no, I mean, he cares about his health. He cares, yeah, but, like, he's just he able to clearly... retain. But, like, you know, it's just that he cares about those two, three yards that he does it every time, you know? Yeah. He just goes head on, head on first, and obviously he was rewarded this offseason by becoming the highest paid running back in the league. Yeah, in the league, 16, 16 million for year per year for four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely earned it for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So maybe okay, maybe we're kind of factoring potential here because I th- I feel like that last season was CMC's like potential. I I don't know how he's gonna top that. Granted, if he does, like <laughs> that, yeah, that's going to be even more amazing. Yeah. But I think. Like Saquon's peak might be better than this, as good as that so, last season was for so, CMC. Yeah. So if we're talking like in terms of how a running back can really perform, like in the open field, the kind of like cuts, the jukes, the trucks, 
the passing ability, the blocking ability, all of that, I feel like Saquon's peak could be higher. I don't think his yeah. stats will ever be higher than CMC's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think yeah. Uh, I, I think I, I think CMC is definitely the more consistent running back, but Saquon is the more yeah. explosive running back. Yeah. And I th- yeah, I mean we both have we have all of us have them one two in some way or another, so you can't really miss with these two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's move on to number three. Uh Ishis, you were talking about a guy who is uh one, a highly paid running back, and two, someone who's always like fighting for an extra three yards or so, extra two to three yards. I think that is Ezekiel Elliott perfectly. Um, he's number three on our consensus rank. I have him at three. Ishis has him at three. And Andy has him at four. Uh, Zeke is like another model of consistency, but for he's done it a little bit longer, I think, um, ever since he came into the league in, like, what, 2016? 2017, 2017, I thought. 16, I think it was 16. Okay, so yeah. four years now. Yeah, he's he's been doing it for as long as he's been in the league, and it just seems to be every single game he's got, uh, or every single season he'll put up uh, fourteen hundred rushing yards, almost. He'll put up about ten touchdowns. It's uh, I feel like with Zeke, you never see a big play, like a huge play with him. Um, but every single game he'll put in about twenty some carries. He'll get a hundred yards for you and probably a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, his weakness um, is his speed. He's not the fastest guy out there, but he definitely has a ton of weight on him, and he can uh, definitely run up the middle a lot. Mm-hmm. And this is so um, beneficial towards their offense because he goes in hard every time he touches the ball, and this basically wears down the defense over time. So it definitely helps their offense through the course of the game. Yeah. Um, and he's definitely shifty. Um, it's really, really hard to bring him down, and he can also catch the ball really well. Yeah, with we saw his... that like two years ago. He had a lot, like seventy receptions or something on the year. Yeah, quite a lot. Yeah, I think that point about like not him not having highlight reel plays is is super important. Uh, like he he's not going to you know produce those fifty yard touchdowns that Saquon seemingly consistently does, but you know he's going to get seven, eight, nine yards every single play. He's going to like continue to move the pile forward, just tire out the defenses, like he just said, and. I'm not gonna lie. Like when I was thinking about El- Zeke, I'm like, what? Like, what does he have? Any like signature moments? Does he have like like why is he rated so highly? But I'm just like I'm just looking at his like production year after year. Is like very so consistent um, year after year. Every single game, you know what he's going to produce for you, and I think that can't uh, that speaks volume to how yeah. like how good of a running back he is. Yeah. I think it's interesting, like just from watching Zeke, because I had him on my fantasy team last year, so I watched a lot of Cowboys games, and uh, seeing Ezekiel Elliott, whenever he runs, it seems like he always finds a way to fall forward, and like pick up an extra yard or two, yeah. like every yeah. single play. Uh, so I think that's like it's it's something that you don't really appreciate when you're like looking at highlights or whatever, obviously, but as a team, it's very helpful. Yeah, um, definitely. He's definitely benefited from a really good line, though. I think. Yeah, I feel like that's the main thing that's kind of knocked him down on our list because yeah. when you compare him to Saquon and CMC's offensive line, it's definitely... Like, the Dallas Cowboys offensive line has been regarded as one of the best in the league for three, four years now. Mm-hmm. But I think Zeke's consistency is, for the past... Ever since he's been in the league, his consistency has been so and, high. And availability, too. Availability, I, I especially. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, I don't think he's ever been injured. 
Um, pretty sure. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, he had some really off the field. Yeah. He had some off the field issues for. I think he was suspended six weeks. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. The, but all, the, all the times he's missed games is from off the field stuff. But yeah, yeah. He hasn't been hurt really. Yeah. So I mean, every time he's been on the field, he's been you know spectacular. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I mean, Zeke. I feel like it's it's kind of boring compared to these two, the ones that we talked about before. But he's definitely definitely in the top three. Um, yep. Do you have anything else to add to that, or let's move on to my favorite on this list? Yes. My favorite man, number four, Alvin Kamara. Uh, I feel like I, it's funny. He's my favorite running back on this top ten, but I, I ranked him the lowest out of all three of us. Uh, Andy has him at three. Yusuf has him at four, and I have him at five. Um, Kamara is like the definition of the word slippery in terms yeah. of a running back. Like this dude is impossible to tackle. Yeah, I, I don't know what he puts on those arm sleeves or what he puts on his Dude, arms, but exactly. ba- defenders ba- just bounce off of him for no apparent reason. Um, like, so, like, um, a little bit of background here. Kamara <laughs> <laughs> uh, is, like, kind of my baby, you know. Um, in, our, in our first fantasy season, I originally picked him up. Uh, I, I saw he was doing kind of well on his bench, but... Um, unfortunately, I decided to trade him a, trade him away during his rookie year, and, and we who, all know who did, you, how... who did you trade him to, Andy? Who did you trade him to? This little um... shit name promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so, right. so I I will always say I'm the original owner of Camara in this yeah. league. Um, I, I'm very I, I'm very much regretting the fact that I did trade him away, but like watching those highlights, man, like the. That year with the Camara Ingram duo, hmm. that was some fun Saints offense to watch. Like, like of course the Saints offense is still fun to watch, but I think that was probably their peak. Um, yeah, that year, as, like, even the year after, like he, it was really nice. Yeah, to watch yeah, yeah, guys. yeah. That that I, I definitely enjoyed this, watching them the most those years, yeah. and it's like um, there was a couple highlights where he like he got knocked to the side. He just like um, braced himself with his hand and just just kept yeah. going, and then he always just knows like the angles that defenders just go towards him and he like braces his body to, to go towards that. And then just is able to stay on his feet. I don't know how, how much control he has to do that, but man. Yeah. So the, the really cool thing that I was, I, I've watched so many Camaro highlights because for having him in fantasy two years, just watching <laughs> him play, it's such, it's so beautiful. Uh, it's insane how he knows exactly when the defender's coming and he goes limp. Like his body yeah. just, he just goes limp and he lets the defender just hit him and then kind of hit through him or bounce. Yeah. And so, so in, in, when that happens, the defender bounces right off and he doesn't actually go down. He's able to put his hand down to brace the, the impact or he's able to stay on his feet still. And he'll always make like a five yard play turn into a 15 yard play. And he is impossible to bring down when you first uh, hit him, like when you on, on the first tackle. Yeah, slippery, man. You, you said it right the first time. Incredibly slippery. Uh, he's so one interesting thing about Camara is that he's like I don't think he's ever had a thousand yard rushing season. Um, so in terms of like a running running back, he hasn't been like the epitome of a, a great rusher. Uh, but that's mainly because he doesn't get anywhere near as many as attempts as these other guys do. Uh, yeah, I mean he he weird. was sharing the backfield with Mark Ingram as as I kind of mentioned before for yeah. the first couple years, and then. Uh, he got injured, so I, I think he has all the tools to put it together for sure. Yeah, I, I think 
they could definitely rely on him more and give him like a full workload in terms of uh, the kind of workload. Oh, you know, I would love that this year. Oh yes, yes you would. Uh, I have CMC, have a fantasy, yeah, yeah. CMC, Saquon, and Zeke all have like about, almost twice as many rushing attempts as uh, Kamara, but Kamara's uh, never been able to have like a full rushing load. So I mean, it'll be interesting. I think if he is given that entire that opportunity to have like a full uh, rushing load, I wonder if he would move up even higher in our rankings. Uh, yeah, his um, yards per attempt is 4.7 yards per yeah. rush, which is, I think, among the elite running backs, that's like top five, I would say. Yeah, it's, it's pretty high. It's pretty up there. Um, yeah, I think even though he's ranked uh, this low on our list, he's number four on our consensus, but I think we can all agree that he is, um, in some sense, uh, on par with Saquon and CMC in that he's such a good dual threat. And he's one of those running backs who can kind of do it all as well for his team. Yeah. Um, the issues with him in the past have been his um, health. I mean, he's had injury issues in the past. He recently just got an epidural shot. So yeah. we're all a little bit worried about that. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, in terms of being able to break tackles and being such a good receiving threat, having, I think, 81 receptions every season that he's played um, on the dot, which is just ridiculous. So, I mean, he definitely is one of the elite running backs in this league. Yeah, so I think he definitely deserves all the credit that he gets. Yeah, for sure. And like his receiving ability is really, it's, it's on par with CMC. Uh, it's definitely one of the best receiving backs in the league. So he's a great talent for sure. Um, so let's move on from number four to number five, taking a look at the completely opposite kind of running back in Alvin Kamara to Derrick Henry. Uh, Derrick Henry is ranked four on my list, five on Ishis's list, and six on Andy's. Uh, we talked about Henry in previous episodes, but I think in terms of a running back who's important to the team's success, we said CMC is, success, uh, is responsible for so much of the Panthers' success, but there wasn't much Panthers' success in general. <laughs> uh, Derrick Henry, I think, is the reason that, um, or is one of the main reasons that the the Titans were able to make it so far in the playoffs. Um, he's insane. He's a truck. Cannot tackle yeah. him because he's so big. He is a he's a freight train too. He is impossible to bring down unless you have at least three or four men. Um, yeah. Th- yeah, this guy like teams knew like we kind of talked about this. I think in the Titans preview, like teams knew like what ex- exactly the Titans game plan was, and they just couldn't stop it. You you just can't stop Derrick Henry, especially when he gets chugging along in the second yeah. half of the season. Chugging is the word, man. It's yeah. like he's just a train. He's a runaway train at the second half yeah. of the season. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like teams are able to bottle him up in the first and second quarter, or like at least early on, because they have the energy to keep up with him. But getting punished with Derrick Henry hits over and over and over again by the yeah. third and fourth quarter, they have they got nothing, man. Yeah, like it, it's, it gets impossible to to bring down Henry uh, once the once the fourth quarter comes around. I feel like so if the Titans are in the game at that point, like it might be chicken wraps. <laughs> chicken wraps, my god. Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely one of those players where you think about, like we talked about Saquon with the big playability. Derrick Henry's always got that risk to just pop the run all the way to the house just because he's so large and he's surprisingly fast too. Like you think of how big he is. He's like 240-something pounds, six uh, over six feet. Six three, six yeah. three, yeah. So like he's this huge guy with this huge frame, but he still has so much speed. Um, 
it's scary, man. I would not want to be in front of him when he's running full speed. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of teams would try to like uh, put a bunch of players in the box and try to stop the run. But the problem with that is if you take one wrong step one way, yeah, uh, he just gets a huge lane, and he's fast enough to just take it 50 yards right off that. Yeah, um, yeah I, I definitely noticed that. Oh, sorry. Uh, go ahead, Ishus. Yeah, um, I was just going to point out, um, in terms of when we talk about directly impacting your team, I think Henry is the one that directly like makes everyone around him better. Yeah. In terms of just opening up that um, the passing game for his offense, because I mean, you just noticed Tannehill, their quarterback currently, was having such a rough time uh, throughout his career. But I mean, get him a good running back, and all of a sudden, he's comeback player of the year. I mean, this would just get people in the box and just open up so much stuff for their offense to basically thrive off that. So yeah, yeah, Andy, you're saying. Um. I, okay, I kind of forgot what I was All right, Well, then it clearly wasn't that important. Uh, Derrick Henry led the league in, in yards last year, too. He was a rushing leader. Uh, he was averaging over five yards per attempt. So that's crazy. That's, that's just nuts, dude. It's incredible. Uh, he's definitely an absolute unit. One of those guys who's I, completely it feels scheme independent. You know, you could put him behind any team, behind any offensive line, and uh, I think he would succeed. Yep. All right, let's move on to number six over here. We got Dalvin Cook. Uh, I have him ranked at number seven. Ishis has him at number six, and Andy has him at number five. Um, Dalvin Cook has the name of Dalvin Cook's career is just. I feel like it's been injuries. Yeah. yeah like yeah. when he's on the field, he's he's like another elite talent. You know, he's got one of the fastest guys in the league, um, and insane running ability, insane receiving ability as well. But he's just never really felt like it's. He's never been able to stay healthy the whole time. Yeah, and that's the risk that comes with having such a speedy back is that they can obviously, um, you know, have some issues with their ankles or you know get some contact and be injured. Um, but yeah, he's definitely I think the fastest running back. I think at one point he was the fastest player in the NFL. Just yeah, clockwise. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. you know, you know who else was one of those guys? He's just. <laughs> Matt Breida. Matt Breida. <laughs> Matt Breida. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's one of those, again, dual running backs who can just do it all. I mean, we see this theme a lot in this list, but these guys are just so important to their team in terms of helping uh, in receiving as well as like uh, being able to run it up the middle so many times. So I think it's definitely a hard trait to find, but it's, it's definitely what puts these backs in the elite group. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like he's kind of like a Zeke where you don't necessarily see too much highlights from him, but he's just consistently dealing out punishments, um, just just doing whatever the team wants. Another good threat out of the uh, passing threat, or sorry, receiving threat out of the backfield. Um, yeah, it, it's just it's just unfortunate that the past like two seasons before last season were kind of robbed robbed by injuries. I would have loved to see um, see him play a little bit more. Yeah. I think the comparison to Zeke is interesting because I I feel like he's a faster version of Zeke who's just less t- like uh less reliable in terms of staying healthy. Yeah. Uh, like he I think he has the ability for highlight plays just because his breakaway speed is so crazy he can outrun any defender. Um, but I he's just never like been a guy who you can depend on to uh stay healthy the whole season, which Zeke has been. So. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, when he, yeah. I mean, when he is healthy, he's definitely um, a great tool. I mean, last year the Kevin Stefanski was the offensive coordinator for the Vikings, and his uh, style of play was just—I mean, they just abused Dalvin Cook. Like I was watching his games, and they were just screen pass on the right, screen pass on the left, yeah. up the middle, 
uh, to the outside. And there's obviously they have weapons, but they were just abusing Dalvin. I mean, and it worked. Like, and it works. Getting, yeah, yeah, he's it so works. good. So it so, worked. I mean, uh, I mean, he he did get hurt at the end of last year too, though, right? He's been yeah, hurt. So, I think every single yeah. season of his career, so he's missed yeah. games from injury. That's obviously the negative issue with him. Yeah. So when he healthy, stay healthy. Yeah, yeah, when healthy, he's definitely a top running back. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to number seven. We got Nick Chubb from the Cleveland Browns here. I have him at number six. Uh, Ishis has him at number eight, and Andy has him at number seven. Uh, Nick Chubb, I feel like, is one of those guys who's m- more known as again a pure runner, uh, and definitely one of the best pure runners in the league. Um, you talked about like the bruiser archetype, right? We had two names for that. We had Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb. Uh, I, Nick Chubb is like I feel a Derrick Henry light in terms of that. Yeah, I mean. Uh, uh, Nick Chubb was probably the highlight of the Cleveland Cleveland offense last year. Yeah. Um, this guy was so consistent. Um, I, I feel like he averaged like five yards per carry last year. Um, yeah, exactly. 5.01. Yeah. 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 Nice yeah. job, Andy. Yeah. But like, I, I also feel like he definitely has that breakaway speed, like more than, more than a couple of times I would see, I would just, I, I would watch like NFL Red Zone on Sundays, and it would just cut to uh, Nick Chubb breaking loose for a seventy-five yard touchdown. Um, yeah. So definitely, I, I think um, like like he definitely is a bruiser. But like as we kind of mentioned in the like running back archetypes, like not everyone is going to fit under a certain scheme or like a certain archetype. archetype like, yeah. p- people have like a lot of different strengths. So I, I think um, Chubb Chubb is a very good running back for how how bad that Cleveland offense yeah. was last year. Yeah, I mean, we talk, we kind of consider him a bruiser because he doesn't really have a great receiving uh, game in his arsenal. So that's definitely his negative. But, I mean, in terms of being able to run between the tackles, I think he's definitely in, like, the top two or three for sure. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a, one of the absolute best in the league in terms of just pure running. Yeah. Uh, I think one thing that's interesting is, like, his, the, his, his inability to convert in the red zone or like in the near the goal line, that might just be a product of the Browns' offense in general. But I feel like they've handed it off to Nick Chubb last year uh, at like the two yard line, three yard line, and he wasn't able to convert there, uh, which is not something that you generally see from like one of these powerful running backs like Nick Chubb. Uh, I just found that interesting. I don't know. I'm not really sure I why that was. I feel like that's more of a product of the Cleveland's. Cleveland yeah. bad play calling. I, I watched, yeah, I, I definitely know what you're talking about. It seems like so many times they're at the two, three yard line and just mm-hmm. failed to convert. Yep. And it was like, it was maddening, dude. Like, Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I think I think one thing about that is, yeah, bad play calling, right? I feel like Cleveland telegraphed the run so clearly. Like, it was just so obvious they were just going to hand it off to this guy. And even if the box was stacked, like, they didn't care. Um, yeah. So it's hard to put the blame on the running back at that point. But yeah. it's an interesting thing to note there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one inter- interesting thing now is uh, I previously mentioned Kevin Stefanski as the officer coordinator for the Vikings for Dalvin Cook, but yep. now he is currently the head coach for the Cleveland Browns. So it's interesting to see what type of stuff he comes up with for Nick Chubb. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure we all have high hopes for what they could do this year. Yeah. Could definitely change that offense because he's a definitely much uh, much better offensive mind than the previous Browns regime of coaching. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on to another running back who seems to be bogged down by his team. Uh, Mr. Joe Mixon coming in at number eight. Uh, I have him ranked at eight. 
Andy has him at eight, and Ishis has him at seven. So uh, Mixon is again very talented running back. Um, not not on a great team in the Bengals, but that could change for sure. Um, yeah, I, I think the biggest uh, the biggest like reason that we know he's good is the Bengals got back an offensive line. A key, or sorry, they got back a key offensive lineman last year, and then what did Joe Mixon do in the last? six weeks of the fantasy season, he went off. Yeah. Um, so I definitely hindered by the, the offensive line. So he, I think, I think he's definitely a, um, a, a running back who's heavily dependent on a good running, running back. Oh, sorry. Uh, offensive line. <laughs> on a yeah. good offensive line. But yeah. yeah. I mean, when he has that line though, he's performed. He's really, he's a, he's another shifty guy. Um, it's tough to bring him down in the open field and he's, he's strong. Like I feel like, uh, the way that he plays is similar to the way that he runs is similar to CMC where like he's deceptively strong. You know, you don't expect him to be able to just work like CMC does, but he can, if given that chance. Um, one thing I feel like Mixon could improve on um, or not really could improve on, but should have more opportunity to do is uh, work as a pass catcher. I feel like he hasn't gotten much chance to do that, but when he has, he's shown that he can be a good uh, dual threat running back as well. I think that could really help the Bengals' offense this year. Yeah, I think one thing that was just interesting. I was obviously I have him on my fantasy team right now, so I've been doing a little bit of research. Yes, of um, <laughs> and I think the big problem last year in the beginning was that they were just not using him at all. Like his attempts were like pretty subpar. I don't know what Zach Taylor was doing, but I think they like led in pass attempts for like the first some odd weeks, which was just mm. ridiculous considering what type of offense you have. Yeah, but as soon as they started giving him the ball more i think he started to flourish and just i think the last six weeks he was rb3 in fantasy so that's yeah. definitely a big thing um in terms of his talent uh he's i think the reason he's lower on this list is because he's not really the fastest guy or the biggest guy so athletically he's not um a saquon or like a cmc but he's definitely an all-around back i feel that he can you know catch the ball in the backfield you know around the middle he can do most of everything so yeah, he's definitely. They just got to. Yeah, they just got to give him the chance to do it. I think if he's given the chance, he can show how good he really is. Uh, I think he would move up on this list after next se- after this season. Yeah, and with the new quarterback, um, new yeah. weapons for their offense. Uh, Mixon has just uh, signed a four year, uh, forty eight million dollar contract. So yeah. that definitely tells me that they're going to use him a lot more if they're willing to pay him that much money. So. Yeah. Good things yeah. on the Mixon, Mixon certainly has all the tools to be a starting caliber running back. I just think uh, the the seven people we have in front of him are, are just like great talents. So no no disrespect to him, but I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he slides up this list next yep. year. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's move on to number nine. We got your guys's favorite, and also my favorite, I guess, Josh Jacobs. <laughs> my favorite for different reasons, right? Uh, you guys have him at nine. Uh, and I don't have him ranked on number on my top ten, uh, but he's definitely on the cusp. I'd put him at like eleven or twelve. Uh, Josh Jacobs is a uh, he had a really good rookie season uh, last year. He was very effective as a runner, and he only played what thirteen games or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, and even in those what thirteen games, he was able to put up uh, pretty good rushing totals. He had uh, I think uh, eleven fifty yards, which is quite impressive on just 13 games seven touchdowns um he showed i was watching a bunch of highlights obviously because he's on my fantasy team so i i must hype up my men but uh he he looked like one of those uh runners who 
keeps pounding. You know, like he gets hit, doesn't matter, keeps going. Uh, he had he showed a lot of agility, a lot of elusiveness. Uh, I think they need to get him incorporated in the passing game more. I think he would be a good. Uh, I think he he's shown that he's a good receiver in college at, at Alabama. I just don't know why they don't do it on the Raiders. Yeah, no, in Alabama, I I thought that was like one of his strengths because he yeah, was yeah. he was doing really well out of the backfield and catching it. Um, but they just haven't seemed to use him that much last year. They just mostly just used him as a between the tackle bruiser type running back. And he was good at that. And yeah. it was, he was, yeah, he was really good at it. Yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah, it feels like you're not maximizing potential at that point. Like you can definitely use him as a backfield threat, like as a pass catcher, yeah. but they just didn't. Yeah, uh, I will say this and continue to say this. He got robbed for Offensive Rookie of the Year. There's no way Kyler Murray should have won. I think Josh Jacobs had more first place votes than like than Kyler Murray, and by that fact alone, like <laughs> he's he's Offensive Rookie of the Year in my book. Uh, but yeah, consistency is is the name of the game with with Jacobs. Um, again, I, I don't think he's a flashiest running back, but you don't need to you don't need to be to be a good running back. Yeah. Um, he, I think, I think he's also fits the the Zeke archetype. Yeah, where I was actually he, just about to say that. Yeah, yeah, he's just consistent, consistently falls forward, um, deals on punishment the entire game. So uh, I, I love Jacobs. I, I've he's definitely grown on me this past year. So looking forward to what he can do this year. Yeah, how is the Raiders' offensive line in terms of like running? Oh, it's good. It's, it's, I think it's really it's good. one. I think it's top ten. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I think. He definitely, in that case, he obviously benefits from having a good line. Um, but I, I think he, you have to keep in mind that that was his last year. His first year was was last season. He's only going to his second year, and uh, he's already shown like he's got some pretty impressive uh, abilities in terms of running. Um, yeah. I just hope they can get him passing, man, because that would be. We'll talk about it in fantasy in a little bit, but that's going to be huge if they can get him to be a pass catcher. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, let's uh, go on to the final rank on our top 10 in real life. We got Aaron Jones on the Packers at number 10. Uh, Andy and Isis have him at 10. I have him at 9. Uh, I, I feel like Aaron Jones is like Camara light, in my opinion. He's super talented and actually very slippery, too. Um, he's tough to tackle, but and he, he's, he's also super fast. But I just feel like he's not... He, he doesn't feel as efficient and as effective as Kamara does in terms of like, that's why he's ranked so much lower than him. Yeah, I actually really like that comparison. Um, the one thing about Kamara and Aaron Jones is they're not really the type of players that get the ball in their hands a lot. Mostly they're not those CMC Saquon type players. But, yeah, like every down guys. Yeah, but their, efficient, uh, their efficiency is through the roof. I mean, mm-hmm. I think his throughout his career, career, his yards per carry has been around a five which is pretty ridiculous and these guys are both great um, pass catchers as well so i mean yeah uh i think aaron jones is he's not the i don't think i don't know uh how worse do you think he is than camara i mean yeah yeah i don't honestly like i think if aaron jones was on the saints he would put up kind of similar uh numbers numbers have similar production yeah yeah he he is really good uh, and um, we saw it last year with his touchdown total was through the roof. I think he, he had a lot of, yeah, he had uh, a lot of breakaway runs that he just outran the defense. And he also was very effective as a goal line back, uh, which yeah. is a very important trait to have as a running back. Uh, I think the only thing that keeps me from, that keeps him low on this list is 
I just feel like it, it just doesn't feel consistent with Aaron Jones. That's all. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. I, I just think yeah. consistency is an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't really used him a lot until last year, which is yeah. where he just exploded. But it's hard for me to see this happen consistently. Um, injuries might derail him or just um, he might not. I don't know. I just don't see this happening every year. Yeah. Uh, I still think he's talented um, currently, and I think he should have a good season. But if we see it happen you know, repeatedly, I think we can move him up on this list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is also reflective of some of the mm, interesting play calls uh, for, for Green Bay last year, <laughs> uh, to, say, to say the least. Uh, like, I think only one game did he have, or maybe one or two games that he rushed more than 20 times. And that's, I don't think that's necessarily reflective of workhorse running back uh, type type numbers, you know. Yeah. So, like, I definitely think the talent's there. Um, but uh, it, it's just the, maybe because he was fumbling or something. But, yeah, it just doesn't seem like he you know what you're going to get from him on a week-by-week basis. Yeah. It's just consistency and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no doubt talented. Um, so before we close out, and round out this top 10 real life. I just want to bring up one guy who I had ranked number 10. You guys didn't have ranked. Uh, I got Chris Carson at number 10. Uh, he's a running back for the Seahawks. And just real quick, I feel like he is uh, one of those, again, like not super flashy, but he's one of the most hard-hitting, hard-running running backs in the league. Like I feel like he actively seeks out contact and he like tries to just bulldoze through people. And most of the time it works. Um, and it's a pretty fun to watch but i mean the other times he's fumbling so not always a a great thing yeah i think he is definitely one of the most underrated running backs in the league like no one considers him even close to an elite discussion yeah but i mean in terms of yeah in terms of efficiency and like he's always there like we always think oh the seahawks might you know get someone else to run but he's always there you know consistently like he's always there every season and every time he's on the field he's always you know churning yards yeah um but the real issue is his um injuries which have been yeah yeah, and his injuries as well i mean that's usually just derailed derailed him every season so yeah yeah definitely an efficient runner but yeah he's got issues of his own all right that's going to wrap up our top 10 in real life though so one more time we got saquon at one cmc at two zeke at three camara at four derrick henry at five uh dalvin cook at six nick chubb at seven joe mixon at eight josh jacobs at nine and aaron jones at ten uh so let's move on to our fantasy this is actually pretty similar because I feel like there's a lot of overlap between these two. Uh, yeah. But number one, we have Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I have him at one. Andy has him at one. Isha has him at two. Which uh, so mean, good. Here we go. Uh, Isha flips the flips the uh, flips top the, two. Yep, there it is. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know how you can bet against CMC being the number one guy this year. When you come back off of a thousand thousand, he was eighty fantasy points ahead of like second place last year 80 he was straight up like 80 points ahead yeah yeah he got the most points out of like every position like he beat out lamar he beat out lamar jackson right yeah i just i find it hard to bet against a guy who can outscore the second place running back by 80 points yeah i mean i think here's the guy you shouldn't bet against um i just think uh fantasy is like a tough guessing game uh, that's usually my thing when it comes to fantasy is just to avoid risk and, you know, just think about like what logically will happen. But I think CMC and Saquon and Zeke, even maybe Kamara are like in the same tier. I think they can all be RB1s. Like 
the top RB1, they all have a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, just some negatives that you can put against CMC are um, it's tough to repeat the number one, to be the run, running back number one back to back. That's just, it's just like, it's just hard to have. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, true. that's but when just. When you outscore him by, sorry, it's not even 80, dude. Let me, I got the numbers. It's I think it's like 100. 100. It's it was 100, over 100. Yeah. yeah. Wow. When you outscore the second place by that much, I feel like you're a cut above. Like his, the, the fact is, like, he just gets so many more receptions than everybody else that I, it's just such a stable floor for him. Like, he's going to get seven. Yeah. So, in terms of that, um, CMC will definitely be an RB1 this year. No question about it. Yeah. Um, but I, okay. So, some other negatives would be uh, I think this offense has improved a little bit with the quarterback play and maybe getting some more weapons with Robbie Anderson. So, I don't know how much, like, obviously, like last year, they were pretty bad. Yeah. In, quarterback Kyle Allen wasn't really any good so they just gave him the ball every time like Christian McCaffrey was catching it he was running it every play he was touching it mm-hmm. I don't think that's gonna necessarily happen to in this season and I should we should expect uh, a good regression this season okay. so yeah. that's yeah I mean negative. I'm certainly expecting a regression I feel like everyone always thinks that you know the number one player from last season why why can't they repeat it and it's just hard to have the same success because you know, player or teams have a whole off season to look at a whole season of film on you. Uh, so I definitely get it in that regard. But man, dude, there's like what? Who? That's what I, I just. There's nobody else on this team to do anything, and nobody else is going to come close to this much consistency in the passing game. I feel. I think um, the the fact that he's outscored people by like a hundred points and. The fact that he is so secure in the receiving department, I think, is what sets him a cut above, especially in like PPR formats. Um, I can I can see one maybe like this, the whole they got a new offensive coordinator, right? Um, and the, new head coach as well. Yeah, new head coach. So the scheme might change, but I think they recognize that this offense runs through CMC, and I don't think they're going to change that. I mean, yeah, but I don't think they're they're not going to win games if they just give it to CMC every time. Like that's not going to work. That's true. Yeah, long term. Yeah. And I think if they really want, like, if the Cardinal, Car- the Carolina Panthers want to, you know, necessarily, Man, no one can speak right now. <laughs> they want to, if they really want to uh, maximize their offense, they're gonna have to try to use CMC as a decoy sometimes. Maybe uh, have the defense focus in on him and then take advantage of their yeah. mismatches on the other offensive weapons. So, yeah, I, I certainly think they will. He will be used less. Um, but like he still will have the production, the catches necessary yeah. for a RB one. Um, yeah. I hope for their like team success that they do that. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is a much more competent quarterback than Kyle Allen, so yes. um, so hopefully they they do a bit more passing. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like you're picking hairs at this point. I think so. CMC definitely, I think, is the favorite to finish as the overall number one. Um, but if not him, then it's going to be Saquon, who is our number two guy. Uh, I have him at two, Andy has him at two, and Isis has him at one. So I have Saquon in like all my leagues, and I think uh, he's going to be huge this year. Um, the fact that he was hurt, he had that injury last year, and the fact that he missed these games and still finished with over 1,000 yards uh, rushing, and he had 400-plus uh, receiving yards, I think... He's again like the another model of consistency in terms of um, he's going to have solid receiving work and he's going to get the ball a lot. Um, he could definitely contend for number one overall. 
Yeah, I mean, at this point, you're kind of just picking hairs. I mean, yeah, they're yeah. both uh, super talented. Uh, I think Saquon, his offense should improve from what it was last year. Yeah. Uh, his offensive line, I think, has improved. They spent their first um, first round pick on uh, offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping for improvement there. But I think this offense, like, there is no one else on this offense that I think can do anything. I think Saquon's the guy there. Like, yeah. they have to go through him. Hey, I'm hoping you're right, dude. I'm hoping you're right. He's number one overall. That would be nice. Yeah, they also got Jason Garrett, and we know that Jason Garrett can like he he's not afraid to run an offense through a running back. We saw he, that. He loves to. I think he loves yeah. to run the ball. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how that works. I think Saquon can definitely be there. Uh, all right. Up next, we got Zeke at number three. All three of us have him ranked at three. I think uh, same kind of situation. Like not much has changed. It's super just same situation for him. It's a very safe pick. I think. Yeah, I think Zeke out of all these running backs, like a lot of them, they have some questions around them, like how will the offense run? You know, will they get the ball enough? But I think Zeke's the most consistent out of all these guys. He has a terrific offensive line. He will for sure get the ball because he's such a talent on that offense, and that offense mostly runs through him. And he's consistently finishing in the top five like every year yeah. that he plays 16 games. So Yeah, yeah, nothing about his situation has changed from last year. Uh, they added CeeDee Lamb, but that's not going to affect Zeke's production. Yeah, exactly. uh, like you, you know, they're always gonna. I, I feel like this offense kind of runs through Zeke as well. Um, <clears throat> he he's gonna continue to be the consistent running back, like like you've seen in the past yeah. two, three, four years. So yeah, one thing I hope is they get his uh, receiving numbers up. Um, it's gonna be obviously like to be the overall RB one or like to be a very successful fantasy running back, you have to have receptions. I think that's like a must at this point. Um, so, I mean, he had a really good receiving year in 2018. Last year, he did have a good one. He had 53, uh, 54 receptions. Uh, but I hope that he can get that back up to like the 77 from 2018. Because if he can get a few more catches per game, it's going to be really helpful for his fantasy production. Yeah, it's interesting to see what uh, the new head coach, Mike McCarthy, does. Yeah. He used to be the coach for the Packers. So I think he is more uh, willing to throw the ball more. So that may or may not help Zeke. Yeah, I mean, they, they still got they still have uh their offensive coordinator is the same. Right, right. Um so yeah, he's been very good though, so we'll see. Uh number four, we have Alvin Kamara. Andy and Ishis have him at four. I have him at five. Um I think Kamara again is like the only thing that's gonna hold him back is his one, he's got a hold out potential and then injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he did say he's not holding out. Um, he said he's never going to hold out. So okay. hopefully we can take his word for it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, Please, uh, man. I, I don't want a Le'Veon Bell situation oh, again. Be oh, man. Like, I mean, to be, you can't blame him. I mean, considering how much he's making right now. it's Yeah, no doubt, dude. Get your money. Yeah, he's, he's what, making like a million dollars a year or something? Yeah. That's ridiculous for, I mean, for such yeah. a great talent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he also was kind of um, out of training camp for a bit. Uh, he was taking apparently... Uh, an epidural shot in his back. Yeah, for um, pain. Yeah. I mean, but I think when he's healthy, he's going to be a terrific fantasy option. Oh, yeah. You don't have to tell me, dude. Like, this guy is incredible <laughs> when he's yeah, healthy. I mean, I mean, last year when, or maybe not last year, 2018, uh, when Mark Ingram was suspended, I think, for the first, oh, yeah. first four or six oh. games. Like, this, those first four games, I know Prometh was celebrating at those numbers. Magical, man. dude. Magical yeah. games. Like, 35, 30, 41, yeah. 28. Yeah. Like, yeah. So um, obviously that that's not going to be the case as much because you because st- the Saints still have Latavius Murray, but mm-hmm. um, I, I think that like Kamara um, is definitely going to get a lot of touches, uh, yeah. 
re- replicate what he what he uh, that that twenty eighteen twenty seventeen magic. Yeah, my that'd be great to watch. Uh, one thing that scares me about Camara is like Taysom Hill. I kind of brought it up before, but they just they seem to love Taysom Hill, dude. In terms of like, but how much line. how much production is he re- like realistically going to eat? Okay, so here's the deal: a quarterback or a running back gets uh, in a great season, he'll get somewhere between like twelve to sixteen touchdowns, mm-hmm. right? And those the the few touchdowns is what separates like an RB one, like the RB one from like the RB six, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, or like RB two from the RB six, if we discount CMC being insane. Um, so just a couple of touchdowns can make such a difference in fantasy and Taysom Hill is such an easy candidate to just snipe a few touchdowns off of Camara. Like you think they're going to hand it off. Nope. They just play action to Camara and they passed it to Taysom Hill who you forgot about, or they have Taysom Hill run it in himself, you know, instead of Camara. It's, it's, it just scares me. That is, I don't know if it's a rational fear, but it's something that scared me about Camara is having Taysom Hill around to just be annoying. Yeah, I feel like you're nit- I think you're nitpicking at this point because I feel like we can say that about like any um, running back. I mean, so, you can say so, they okay, can poach. You can, yeah, you can poach. You can put someone else. But the thing about Taysom Hill is that he ha- he did that last year. Like Kamara had two, like two touchdowns last year for most of the year. I think he ended the season with five, but like six, six. Um, but like all of them came at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, but that's a good sign. I mean, he how many games did he miss? Um, he missed he missed two games, but uh, he was hurt for most of the season. Yeah, I mean, okay, dude, yeah. he was like seventy five percent for most of the season, and he finished. Um, I don't know. Let me check. Who has Kamara now? <laughs> that that's that would be me. Yeah. Uh, he. I'm pretty sure he finished like six or seven. Uh, Kamara yeah. finished at RB nine. RB nine. Okay. He, okay, he, okay, he, he finishes at RB nine. Yeah. Like if he's healthy, I think you know he could finish as the number one running back. Like it's not. Impossible. Yeah, he's definitely there in contention. So I mean, yeah, we'll see. I mean, interesting stat about Kamara is he's had exactly eighty-one receptions in all three of his seasons so far. Yeah, I brought that up for uh, the real life. Um, oh, for real? Yeah, <laughs> gotta hit eighty-one. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's pretty ridiculous. He must. He must. I, I hope he gets more than eighty-one. No, 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 no. That's a rule. <laughs> Once he hits eighty-one, he just stops. He, he realizes. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on to number five for fantasy. We have the first new name on this list, Mr. Yes. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the rookie running back on the Chiefs. The Fresh Prince of Hilaire. The Fresh yes. Prince. Uh, Andy and Ishis have him at five. I have him at six. Um, I mean, you, you can't be in a better situation you simply as can't. a rookie. Yeah. <laughs> Coming, like, going into a Super Bowl champion... Um, Andy like, Reid led offense. Andy Reid led offense. Yeah, and the only vacancy, the only your only competition, just uh, announcing that he's holding out for COVID, like just just two weeks ago. This this guy's stock just through absolutely Tesla, through Apple, Amazon esque, <laughs> just went up through the roof. Yes. Um. Now to the point where he's our number five uh, fantasy running back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this isn't more of a talent perspective, but like. The touches that he could get and the, and how well this offense um, is able in Kansas City is able to run. I mean, the touchdown upside and the amount of yards that he could make um, is just incredible. And considering how well Andy Reid has been able to use his running backs in the past, is just it shows a bright future for Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Yeah, um, I think this is a good comparison to when Kareem Hunt was a rookie for. Just about to bring that up. I mean, exactly. it's a similar situation, rookie. 
having the backfield pretty much to himself, and he just took complete advantage. And he finished the season with, as the RB3 that year. RB3, exactly. So, yeah. so, he, so Edward Zolaire is like an excellent uh, pass catcher, which is obviously going to help when you have Mahomes throwing you the ball. That's that's great. Uh, one thing that's super hype about him is that Mahomes apparently, like he vouched for him personally. He wanted the Chiefs to pick Clyde over the, all the other running backs in the, in the class. So clearly uh, Mahomes wants to play with this guy. Um, Bro, if you have the vote of confidence from the best player in the league, it's over. Yeah. It's, it's, he I, has a huge leash. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to be uh, a rookie running backs. Like we said, rookie running backs are the one rookie position that instantly make an impact almost consistently every single season. And this guy seems like a lock to be at least a top five running back or a top, at yeah. least a top 10 for sure. I think, I don't think there's like barring an injury. I think he's guaranteed for top 10 this year. Yeah, we usually say this about rookie running backs because they've, you know, have like the freshest legs if you yeah, want to. Exactly. So, I mean, and uh, I mean, considering he's had the fresh legs and there's no other like really any talented running back in this backfield, he's going to get all the touches. So, I mean, yeah, like he could finish as RB1. Like it's possible. Yeah. The I mean, only it's possible for every guy on this list. Yeah. So, I mean, the only reason he's knocked down is because of his talent. And like we, we, and he's just unknown. We don't. Know yeah, and it's unknown. Obviously, we we don't know um, how well he could do. Yeah, I mean, they they still have uh, Daryl Williams. Um, who yeah. could maybe but he, do something. He, I I don't think he's going to be of any competition. Yeah, yeah. I I think if not like in week one, I think by week three, like it should be Clyde's backfield, and he should have separated from the pack. Yeah, um, and I mean, I mean, we say he's not a talented, but when you look at his college tape, I mean. Yeah, he, he, he has it all. He has it all. I yeah. mean, he can catch. He can run up the middle. He can run. He can, he breaks tackles a lot. His spin move is mad nasty. I mean, yeah, he can do it. Yeah, it's fun. Should be fun to watch. Yeah, uh, I think Joe Burrow actually said like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was one of the most talented players he's ever played with. So, I mean, <laughs> he's getting votes of confidence from everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's definitely one. Very fun thing to watch this season. Uh, all right, let's move on to number six. Uh, we have Dalvin Cook here. I have him at four. Uh, Andy has him at seven, and Isis has him at nine. Uh, so a bit of disparity here. Uh, I'm just betting on Dalvin being healthy this year, which is not a good bet to make. I could <laughs> uh, concede. But uh, he. the thing that I see about him is that the past couple years, he was hurt like a lot. Uh, and this past year, uh, he was able to get through all the way to like week 14 um, until he like really started to break down. So uh, I, I think I think even if he plays 14 games this season, he can finish as an RB1, which is what he did last year. Uh, I don't think he needs to play all the games. Yeah, yeah I mean, so, right, so I have a, a, like a little bit of recency bias because like, you know, the owner is like, um, from like week one to week 13, he was doing amazing. And then come playoff times, he just disappears. So, yeah. I mean, uh, that, that's not really factoring into my ranking, but something interesting because um, now you you have a running back, you have to replace a running back one production. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think I put him down, personally put him down a little bit more because of the fact that uh, he has been injured for um, for Every the better part of the yeah, 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 yeah. So that that's kind of why I still have him there. Like, obviously, great talent, great mm-hmm. offense to be a part of, but um, injuries scare me. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, when I play fantasy, I usually 
uh, go towards consistency rather than upside, I value that more. So that's the reason he's fallen down my ranking so much. Is just I just want running backs who I know are going to produce and have been consistently healthy and are talented enough that I trust them to do good on a weekly basis. So yeah. See, I, I just think that Dalvin Cook is so talented and when he's playing, like he's so productive that he doesn't need to be healthy the whole season for you to have for him to finish as an RB one. No, but like if he, or for example, people who had Dalvin Cook last year probably lost because he wasn't there in the playoffs. Well, then you just draft Madison in the what tenth round or whatever. Yeah, but like, would you rather have that, or would you rather have like a valuable running back who's going to be there every yeah. week? Yeah, that's fair. So, I mean, it's just not worth the risk to get him. I I think personally to get him high. Obviously, I think he's more talented than the people I put in front of him, but. Just the injuries. Yeah, injuries. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah. All right, let's move on to number seven then. We got Derrick Henry over here. Uh, I have him at eight. Ishis has him at seven, and Andy has him at six. Uh, the only thing that's holding me back from Henry being higher is the lack of pass catching. Like I said, I feel like if you want to be top five or whatever, or such a high asset in fantasy, you have to have pass catching uh, ability. And Derrick Henry just doesn't. But I feel like Derrick Henry might be the lone exception to that. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, last, last year, year he was RB4 last year. And he was he only trailed Zeke by 0. 0.1 points. Okay. And Aaron Jones by a touchdown. So, like, he could have easily been RB2. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's... you also have to remember that for half the season, they were behind Marcus Mariota, and the offense wasn't really doing that well. But after Tannehill came back and they had a competent thrower, he kind of exploded onto the, like even more. So I mean, if you can do that for yeah. an entire season, that's pretty remarkable. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the thing with him is he he once he gets momentum, uh, once he starts chugging, it, it's over. The chug, <laughs> you, yes. you can't stop. The train him. just needs a little push, and once the push is there, it's done. Yeah, I, I think you also saw this at the end of the 2018 season. Oh yeah, um, he he had a really fantastic stretch to end the 2018 season, and that's why people were as high as they were on Derrick Henry. Um, so I I, I I don't want to say it again, but you know maybe trade for him in the second half of the season. That's it. That 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 is the key to winning your league. I'm fully convinced is if you can somehow get Derrick Henry in the second half of your season, and you don't have to eat up all the weeks where he's not doing so well, because like we've seen it like. He's had a kind of a slow start every year, and it's like they're not terrible. Like he'll still put up like thirteen points, you know, ten points, but it's it's not what you expect from like your RB one. You know, you want something more from that. So, I think Derrick Henry definitely, like Andy said, like if anyone's gonna do it and be an exception to the pass catching rule, I think Derrick Henry is the guy. Um, but I think that there's just so much talent, you know, and we see like talk about Saquon, CMC, Z, Camara, all these guys who can pack, like catch the ball. Uh, I, I just I find it hard to rank Henry above all of these really competent pass catchers. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Henry is your staple of you know consistent. You feel like he's consistently he's going to be in this top ten ranking because in fantasy, I mean, like opportunity is everything. That's what we always talk about opportunity. <clears throat> Last year, he had the most attempts with three hundred and three rushes. So I mean, you. I think we all know they're just going to give the ball to Derek Henry. Exactly. Most. Yeah. So I mean. He's going to be in this list in the end. So he's definitely someone that you want for consistency rather than maybe upside. Yeah. And he will definitely give you the week winning weeks every now and then though, right? Mm-hmm. He yep. has the upside. It's just uh, knowing yep. when they're coming, I guess. 
Just against the Jaguars. It always comes against the Jaguars, right? Yep, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the 99-yard touchdowns 99 are, touchdown. are inevitable against the Jaguars. That's excellent. Especially with the defense being this this bad this year. That's yeah. Insane, dude. Yeah. Dude, Derek Henry yeah, he gets to play them twice a year, too. I yeah, know, so. I know. All right. Uh, number eight on our fantasy list is Mixon. Uh, we talked a little bit about... Oh, sorry. Before that. Uh, I have him at nine. Andy has him at eight. And he just has him at six. I wonder why you just had them so high. <laughs> Generational talent. Generational talent. <laughs> obviously a great talent, but uh, we're really banking on this offense on the Bengals being completely different. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, mean, it definitely has the tools to be Joe Burrow at the helm. I mean, it's that's definitely a possibility. I just, I, I hate banking on like an offense completely reinventing itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely towards the end of last season, I think why everyone is so much higher on him than before is like when they started giving him the ball, like you said before, he produced. Uh, but uh, part of me wonders, like, if you have Burrow now, like, I feel like a big thing is going to be trying to develop Burrow, right? And how much, how much uh, are you really going to be running the balls uh, when you're trying to develop? Yeah, but I mean, you don't want your running. Back, I mean, you don't want your quarterback to just get too pressured and you know make mistakes and loses confidence. So, I mean, a big thing for these rookie quarterbacks is to dump it off to the running back sometimes when they're in pressure. So that's, he's definitely going to help Joe Burrow a lot in that uh, aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, before he signed his contract, I was actually pretty low on him. I was, there's so many questions about, you know, he might hold out, um, how are they going to use him? But after him signing that $12 million contract per year, um, I was pretty confident in that they would give him the ball enough and, He's talented enough that if he touches it enough, he's going to produce uh, immensely. So I think as long as they give him the ball, uh, fantasy owners should be uh, – mixing owners should be good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that extension proves that the Bengals believe uh, Mixon is that at least they're, they're running back for the next two or three years and are willing to um, willing to give them the ball enough to warrant the $12 million a year that he's getting. So, yeah, I yeah, mean, I, if, you pay him, if you pay him, you have to give him the ball at that point. Like, yeah, otherwise exactly. You're wasting money. Or, or else you would be doing some some Houston Texans type stuff. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think Isha said it. If he can get involved in the passing game with uh, Burrow, I think that's going to be huge for his uh, upside. And I think he could be a top five back if they start passing to him. Because uh, he only had, what, 35 receptions last year, which is not a whole lot. Uh, so it could definitely take a jump there. Yeah, and he has the ability to catch the ball. So I think they yeah, can definitely, definitely. Do that aspect. Yeah. All right. Uh, number nine, we have Josh Jacobs. I have him at seven. Ishis has him at eight. And Andy has him at nine. Uh, Josh Jacobs is, I think, going to be a top five back this year. The best running back in the league. <laughs> I am not saying that because he's on my team. <laughs> Partially the offensive player of the year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Partially yeah, I mean, he, he, he's definitely in a good system. Um, John Gruden loves to run uh, the running backs. Like, uh, his his game plan is kind of ground and pound. Yeah. Um, so so I, I definitely see the the idea that Jacobs can be. Like, I, I th- honestly, like a lot of these players that we talked about, I think they all have the potential be, to be in the top five. And you saw you kind of saw last year, like, like the running backs, like four through seven, like they're all separated, like not by a couple, um, not more than a couple points. So, yeah. like, so some of these rankings can be kind of arbitrary, but I, I definitely like that Jacobs is, um, is in that John Gruden system, and um, he, he seemed to be 
it seemed to be a very good fit last year as well. Yeah. And like they've talked about, uh, Gruden has talked about it, uh, trying to get him more involved in the passing game. Like it's been repeatedly uh, said over and over. And I mean, I know that sounds like the coaches are always saying something, right? Coach speak. But I feel like Gruden isn't one of those dudes. I feel like Gruden kind of says what's on his mind or like what's actually going to happen. I feel like he doesn't really mess around like that. Um, so it's pretty promising to hear that they're trying to get him more involved in the passing game. And uh, I have high hopes for him this year. I think he could definitely uh, finish top five. Yeah, I think one underrated aspect is to this is the um, draft of Henry Ruggs at number 12 and Brian Edwards at pick 81, I think. Um, yep. Those guys will definitely open up that passing game and just have deep threats. That will, I think, because I think last year, I mean, once Tyrell Williams kind of had those injury issues, there was no real like option uh, as a like a deep receiver, yeah. and teams are just you know putting everyone in the box to stop Jacobs. Yet he was still producing, so that's just to Jacobs talent right there, I guess. Yeah, and then with Henry Ruggs with that four-two-seven speed and Brian Edwards with that size, I mean, teams won't be able to um, put as many people in the box anymore, and he should definitely do better. And the softens should obviously be better, I think. Yeah. With their new additions, it, it will be better. You <laughs> must believe. Yeah, you must believe. Come on, believe. <laughs> <laughs> we believe. No faith, bro. No faith. All right, rounding out our top ten for fantasy, we got Kenyon Drake. Uh, I have met ten, and uh, Andy and Ishis didn't have him ranked, but I think you guys both had him in like within your top twelve. Um, so he's uh he's the guy in Arizona now, and uh. I feel like he's always been talented. Uh, the problem was like he was in Miami and nobody got to see it with Adam Gase. Classic. Uh, <laughs> so now that he's in Arizona, I think uh, we saw last year when he came over, he had some huge games um, yep. just in the short time without really uh, being integrated into the offense fully. So uh, it's it's been it's been interesting to see like the offseason, how they, had, they didn't pick anyone up. Um, and it seems to be like he's the man. I think uh, I think he can definitely. I, again, we've been saying top five, top five, but I think he's again another one of those dudes. <laughs> yeah, I think as soon as he joined the Cardinals, he since then he was a top five fantasy running back. I'm pretty certain because he was having some monster yeah. games with them, especially without yeah, even having was. like any time to like gel. So I mean, yeah, he he, uh, he joined the team on Monday, and then they played the Niners on Niners, Thursday. Yeah. And then he put up twenty six point two fantasy points. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So yeah, with with the, with another off season to kind of learn um, learn the system, he he can definitely be uh, a a very good running back as fantasy wise. Yeah, I think an interesting stat um, about like the Arizona Cardinals in general, like their whole running back situation is very tumultuous. Right, they started the year with David Johnson. And then he went down, and then they brought in, I think it was the Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds, there. yeah. And then after a while, they traded for Kenyon Drake. Uh, but I think if you put all of those guys together, like if you consider yeah, like, yeah. like in, in what, as one player, then it was like the RB3 on the season or something like that. But yeah, every RB that came in was giving you know RB1 points. RB1 points. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The guy in this offense will produce, and Kenyon Drake has shown that he can, and I think he's just going to continue to do that. Yeah. 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 Uh, do you guys want to talk about your just really short on your guys? I know Andy. Uh, you have Eckler in our fantasy league, and you're pretty high on him. So why don't you say a little bit about Eckler? Uh, yeah. I mean, 
Uh, I feel like people are a little bit low on Eckler just because Philip Rivers isn't there to dump off the ball to him. But like, who else do do the Chargers really have on offense? Like Mel- Melvin Gordon, Joshua Josh Kelly. Uh, I I think that's Eckler just just trying to hype up him, hype him His up. Teammate, yeah. Um, I I mean, it, it definitely is. I'm definitely not hoping that that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, uh, like I think Tyra Taylor is a more than competent quarterback. Um, and, and Eckler is, is like a fantastic open space kind of guy. Like he, he more than often, like he would make one move and just be gone to the house. And I think he's also able to run between the tackles too. Like at the beginning of the year when Melvin Gordon was, uh, holding Holding out injuries, holding holding out. out. Yeah. Um, like he, he was more than able to carry that offense. So, uh, I, I think this should be a good year for Eckler. I mean, yeah, I, I, I really hope this should be a good year for Eckler. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think, think yeah, I think what you're hoping for is kind of a CMC situation like last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I see. That, I think the one negative thing um, in that uh, idea is that they did sign him to a new contract. Um, he was free agent, and he's getting paid, I think, six mil a year for four years. And those don't look like RB three down back numbers like if he was gonna be used in that way they would have to like there's no way he would take that uh pay cut right so i'm yeah. curious as to how they're gonna use him just if they're just paying him six million a year they might just use him how they were using him with like they might not use him every down it's like the premier back yeah because i mean he would, wouldn't he not ask for my, more money if they were like gonna use him as a three down back yeah, yeah, yeah interesting I, point I, I never really thought about that yeah um yeah all right, Isis, you want to talk about your guy, Miles Sanders? Miles. I mean, this guy isn't necessarily the most consistent guy. I mean, this guy has never been, you know, a top fantasy option. This is I mean, like, he's been in the league one year. Bro. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> last year when he was getting accumulated with the Eagles, not, oh, so I'm talking about Miles Sanders. He was getting accumulated with the Eagles Acclimated. Offense. Acclimated, sorry. Um, <laughs> and once they were starting running back, Jordan Howard got injured, Miles just burst on the scene. I mean... He was putting up some monster numbers, and especially with their wide receivers getting injured, he was just carrying, you know, Carson was just putting everything through him. So um, he's definitely showed that he was talented enough to be a top uh, running back. And I think this entire backfield is his for now. So he definitely has a lot of upside. I don't think he's the most consistent running back because he hasn't really proven it for an entire season. Yeah. Um, and I think the argument against would be like, he we don't know if he's a three-down back yet. He hasn't really proved it so obviously he has a lot to prove but i think from what i saw last year he was definitely talented enough in the receiving game and in the running game to be a top five obviously i'm not betting on it but i think i I have high hopes for him this year yeah i think the one concern is their coach is still doug peterson and he has never been a guy who features this one guy that might just be because he hasn't had good running backs Um, that's my argument yeah um but i mean we'll see it's it's. I feel like it's just too early to tell for Miles Sanders, like, yeah, whether he you can really depend on him or not. Yeah, but I think the way he was able to thrive in his offense last year, a lot of people are high on him, and he's being ranked. I think his ADP is like top. He's he's a top ten running back in ADP. Yeah, uh, I think top for twelve sure. at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, what I saw from him last year, he was being so he was used so well in the receiving game that I just I didn't I didn't really see him get see any other running backs get used. Yeah. The way he was being used, I mean, he was running all different types of routes for them mm-hmm. last year. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I think he definitely has the tools to be a a number one, uh, or like the the running back in the Eagles offense. But um, I, I just don't know if Doug Peterson is going to use like Boston Scott. Um, I, I think is also in that backfield. So yeah, Corey Clement. Uh, Corey Clement too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, I definitely he has the tools. I, I just don't know how this coach, like how he's going to use all three of those running backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think this entire offseason, I was on that same train, like, how are they going to use him? And I was always just sweating, you know, <laughs> when are they going to, you know, get in a veteran running back? When are they going to draft? Well, in the draft, are they going to draft running back? You know, when are they going to do this? I was super worried about all of this, but they just don't seem to really care about it. They haven't even tried to sign any veteran or any, you know, pick up any rookie in the draft. So um, that tells me that they have full faith in Miles. Because other than Miles, they're not really anyone that's you know yeah talented those other names don't really like spark fear yeah so i think that tells me that they're fully invested in miles the only issue is he did get a small injury in training camp so Mm -hmm. i'm really worried if he can stay healthy throughout the season but you know hopefully he can yeah it's football everyone gets hurt in football dude (laughs) (laughs) like travis kelsey like sprained his knee or, or not sprained his knee like Oh, is that your player also? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, we don't speed. Speed. He's just his team falling apart before the season even starts. <laughs> Dude, no, please. Okay. All right. Uh just to run it down, we our fantasy top ten is CMC at one, Saquon at two, Zeke at three, Camara at four, uh Clyde Edwards Alaire at five, Dalvin Cook at six, Derek Henry at seven. Mixon at eight, Josh Jacobs at nine, and Kenyon Drake at number ten. Uh, that's it. That's our running backs, real life versus fantasy. Oh, uh, real quick, I, I yeah. feel like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire could be in this list, but I just don't know what his talent is like to be able to properly evaluate him. But he, he there's a very real possibilities in this list next year. For, hey, real, or like, life. for real, real life, for real life, real life. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. We just haven't seen him play yet, so yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you, you yeah. can't put him on a real life list when he hasn't played a snap. Yeah. Like, we're putting him at number five for fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, fantasy. That, no, that's that's entirely the product of the situation. Yeah, for sure. exactly. Yeah. exactly. Like you never know. I mean, Sanders could be in that list. Kenyon Drake could be in that list. Eckler could yeah. maybe be in that list. You never know. Yeah, he so, will. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and Jacobs, Jacobs will be Jacobs will be at number one. Don't worry. Next year, so we'll find out. We'll find out. All right. That's going to do it for us. Thank you all so much for listening. If you want to support the podcast, check the link in Spotify on Redbubble. You can see how to support. Uh, But other than that, we got football coming in just a few days. It is a good time to be a fan. We'll catch you on the next episode. See ya.